hello, 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 team. What's going on? So everyone is usually used to me doing a podcast about um, basketball, fantasy basketball, and reviewing um, our fantasy drafts. But I decided to take this a little more out of the niche and uh, move on to something bigger and better. Um, this sounds super obnoxious and uh, super humble braggy, and I, I don't mean for it to come off that way at all. Um, but I have received many, many sort of requests about um, what I think people should watch during these uh, days of the coronavirus and uh, COVID-19. And um, so people have said, hey, could you make a master list? Is there any way you could shoot around email? <clears throat> So I thought it'd be great to do a podcast because it is 2020 and, uh, you know, that's what people do. Um, I would have done a YouTube video, um, but I haven't put on um, real pants or a real shirt in uh, two weeks here. So I'm not about to go on camera, um, not to mention my beard's out of control. I'm fat from all the snacks and beers. So um, basically what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to break this out into a couple of parts. Um I'm going to have us look at some of the streaming services, some of the stuff that's available for you uh, for free, and just go over what I think you should be watching and um, what I think you might really enjoy. I've broken things down into a couple of categories, and uh, we'll get to the categories momentarily. And it's very important for me to just also say um, we're sticking to movies. Um, That is all we're doing. That is what we're doing. if you're looking to stream some TV shows, then go to another podcast. Um, as many of you know who are about to tune into this, I'm not a huge TV guy. Uh, Atlanta Fleabag and Flight of the Concords. There are three series you should watch right now if you're interested in that. Um, I am less so. So what I would ask people in this situation to do is uh, put down your phone for anywhere from um, 80 minutes to three hours. I think I might have one or two three-hour movies on here. Uh, Just put your phone down and um, pop a bottle of wine. Uh, Put your kids to bed if you have kids. Um, Go downstairs in the dark and just watch these. And I think that some of you will find some things on here very entertaining. I think some of you will shut other things off. I think some of you will have seen maybe every movie on here. Uh, But I've come up with 67 movies uh, that we should be watching. And the first streaming service I'm going to hit on is Netflix. Um, I feel like this is the most accessible streaming service we have. It's one we all have. And um, so I've poured myself a Pabst Blue Ribbon. And I'm going to get into the categories of, like I said, films only. We're not doing TV today. And uh, I'm going to give you a little background of a movie. I don't want to give too much away about any one of these 67 movies. And I do hope you try them. Um, I hope you email me with your anger. I hope you text me with your anger. Um, I would respond to Facebook and Twitter posts, but I am on neither. I'm trying to figure out if I can do this on Instagram, which I do. Maybe I can post a a podcast to Instagram. That would be great. Um, so... Let's get into it. Let's not waste any more time. Uh, Like I said, 67 movies, and the first streaming service we're doing is Netflix. So um, I combed through Netflix to look at the films that I think you should be watching. And uh, here are the categories. I have uh, documentaries, comedy, horror, 
And then a few funny uh, sort of categories that I've named myself. Um, entertaining as fuck, which I'm going to call EAF. Entertaining as fuck movies you may have missed. Um, Gerard specials you can't be mad at me for recommending. So this means I'm recommending it to you. It's an acquired taste. It's not for everyone. I love them. I'll go to bat for them. I'll fight you if you don't like them. But that's okay too. I like to have the argument. I like to have um, uh, the... the, the um, discourse about that relationship bangers i know bangers is usually used for um music but i think there are some relationship banger movies um crazy trips that will haunt your dreams again these are ones you cannot be mad at me for um but i think that like i said pop that bottle of pinot get yourself a delicious spring spring for the 1999 bottle of decoy the 1999 pinot Pop these crazy trips and uh, enjoy having a conversation with your significant other who you may be ready to murder at this particular time. And then I'm going to wrap it up with the top 10. Um, the top 10, the big 10, I am really, really think you should watch. And uh, I think you'll be happy with, and I think you won't be mad at me if if um, if you were to watch these ten. She cheated. I did eleven. I did one. Um, I did one honorable mention. So let's get into it. So the first category I have is documentaries, um, and I'm gonna roll those right in with comedy. For many of you know this, but um, documentaries and comedy are my two least favorite genres. And uh, just for background, um, a comedy I don't laugh. Uh, I don't think anything's funny. Um, you know, except for very specific things, The Office, Seinfeld, David Letterman back in the day, Flight of the Concords, as I said, and uh, then documentaries, they're fine, they're they're good, they're a nice way to spend 90 minutes, um, I think documentaries in general are overrated, and I think often you're better skimming Wikipedia to get the full story. So, um, two documentaries I do think you should watch um, of the 67 films that I think you should be watching on Netflix, the first is Amy. And it is about Amy Winehouse, and you probably all know who Amy Winehouse is. Um, I loved Amy Winehouse. She was weirdly uh, an indie rocker while also sort of being a mainstream pop star. And um, the documentary is awesome. And um, it pays homage to her while also just sort of understanding the intricacies and difficulties of her life. And I like it very much. The second is a little more off the grid. It's called Euro Dreams of Sushi. Uh, so this is about a chef um, who has a three-star Michelin restaurant that's basically in uh, the version of uh, a Japanese strip mall. Um, the town, the city where it is escapes me right now. Um, but I think there's six or eight stools uh, where you can sit, and it's about a six to twelve month waiting list to get there. You get six to twelve pieces of sushi, and it's three hundred dollars. And um, it is an absolutely bananas, um, such a fun story to watch. Uh, particularly cool uh, as it relates to how much we enjoy sort of food stories now. Um, and this was like a little ahead of its time, a couple years ahead of its time. You know, not greatly ahead of its time, but uh, but definitely there. And um, it was a really fun watch. You should definitely check that out. The uh, let's get into the comedies. 
So the comedies for me um, on Netflix right now that I think are definitely worth your time, I'll go with the first, is uh, is a horror comedy, which I know isn't for everyone, but it's um, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. And uh, let me say here, like, let me give you a little disclaimer. I don't mean neither to mansplain any of these films to people, because I guarantee some of my close friends on here have seen all 67 of these movies. I guarantee my family's seen um, 60, all 67 of these movies, so I don't mean to do that. But my goal is also to give these to friends who are watching fewer films, colleagues who are watching fewer films. So I don't mean to mansplain anything or use genre terms uh, that, that are overly explaining to people. I apologize for that greatly up front. Um, and I know that sounds weird coming from me because usually I say douchey things. But in this setting, I, I do think it's important. So Tucker vs. Dale, uh, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil is a horror comedy. Again, not for everyone. It's awesome. Watch it. It's really fun. It's funny. The action scenes are great. The two leads are awesome. Totally worth your time. Uh, the next comedy you definitely should be watching is uh, The Naked Gun. If you are a Gen Xer like myself, The Naked Gun was a huge part of your life. Uh, if you are not a Gen Xer and have never seen The Naked Gun, see it. This sort of like that sort of like parody thing is a little bit gone. It's it's drifted away. Those types of movies, uh, they were made a little bit more popular there by the scary movie series. And then I think late night comedy's taken a lot of that on. But man, the Naked Gun was so funny uh, in its time. Uh, shout out to Dick Coughlin, my dad, who looked a ton like Leslie Nielsen too. Um, another one you should definitely check out is uh, Dinner with Schmucks. <laughs> um, <laughs> just it's uh, obviously a funny title. Uh, it was Steve Carell. Carol, Steve Carell, uh, sort of at the height of his powers right around when he was in the office. Uh, it's got my boy from Flight of the Concords, and it is hysterical. Uh, it's a wild premise where people try to bring together the most insane people they know and have a dinner together, and it's sort of like this competition of who brought the biggest schmuck, and it's hysterical. Um, it is a sense of humor that I don't always love, that sort of like putting you in uncomfortable situation sense of humor, um, which I don't like, um, but it does that sort of a little bit more effectively and tastefully than sort of some of your television shows that do that, which is why I'm a fan. And then, of course, it's uh, 90 minutes and not um, seven seasons, uh, a la Curb Your, Enthousia uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. The next one for me, these two are sort of, um, these two are sort of, uh, uh, how should we call it, like sister films. Um, I believe they're both Adam McKay, written by Adam McKay. Um, they might may even been directed by him. I'm, I'm not 100% sure about that. But um, Step Brothers, I'm sure you've all seen Step Brothers, I'm sure. Um, many of you have seen it multiple times. If you have not seen Step Brothers, please see Step Brothers on Netflix this weekend. Uh, get an edible. Are the edible shops still open? Uh, shout out to Molly. Molly, are the edible shops still open? I need you to tell me this. Uh, anyways, watch Step Brothers. And then the sort of little bit less known one of that sister film, which is the comedy I think you should be watching on Netflix if, if you have the time, is The Other Guys. <laughs> the Other Guys is uh, incredible. It's Will Ferrell. It is Mark Wahlberg. And um, it also has scene-stealing performances from Michael Keaton. There is a running gag about a popular 90s uh, band that um, somehow the writers of the film included in the movie and pulled off 
wildly. Uh, to this day, me and, and a couple of my friends, specifically my boy Steve, we constantly quote um, <laughs> the exact lines that Michael Keaton says, and they're hysterical. And uh, the other guys has weathered time uh, extremely well. So definitely check out the other guys there. Uh, let's move into one of my more, one of my favorite genres. Uh, and the reason why I'm putting this sort of early on here is that I know it's a genre that's not for everybody, and that's horror. And um, streaming services are loaded with horror. And this is another good uh, good time to point out that I am not doing any streaming-only service movies. So if you came here looking for the uh, Spencer for Hire review, go somewhere else because you're not getting it. Uh, I'm not doing any Netflix films. I'm not doing anything like that that are made specifically for that. I'm doing films that were released in the theater that maybe didn't get a great run. Um, during their time or a little less popular and so for me the streaming services are flooded with horror uh, and it's hard to sort of you know discriminate between the good ones and the bad ones and I know that's frustrating but I hope maybe I can help some people out um, with with this particular genre um, so for the horror films you should be watching uh the first horror film on the list that you absolutely need to be watching is called um monsters monsters is a super indie low budget horror film um that actually plays more as a relationship film uh you'll recognize a couple of the actors in it as you move through the film you'll be like uh uh, you'll like, uh, I think it's Scoot McNary. You'll be like, oh, I know Scoot. He showed up in a few uh, different things that I've enjoyed. And the ending is great. The payoff is awesome. It's, um, it's. I, I won't get into the feelings it brings out, but Monsters is a great film. Uh, it's also appropriate for our coronavirus times because it does has a have a sense of uh, apocalypse in it. And that's a reason why I very much like that. Uh, the next horror film you should be watching, Little Guy Called XX, not the indie band that we know, but XX is an anthology series that's actually four, I think, short films, maybe five, all done by women directors, one of whom is St. Vincent of, speaking of indie rock, indie rock fame. Um, and they're not perfect. There's been better anthology films. VHS 2 comes to mind specifically. Um, but XX is good and really worth your time, especially because you can watch sort of each of those short films just independently. And if you have to shut them down to tend to a screaming child or homeschool, teach someone how to write a C or um, pour yourself another glass of wine, you can do that all during the film. Uh, the next is a film called Super Dark Times, which I think is about three years old now, and it's maybe more of a psychological horror slash thriller, but it's about some kids, some teenagers um, who get themselves into a bad situation, and uh, it's not it's not great. It doesn't have a great sort of uh, resolution. It's a difficult watch. The feelings that it brings out in you the emotions that it brings out are hard um but it's great it's really well done and you feel for not only the situation that occurs um with the specific teen who's involved in that but the other teens who are sort of more greatly involved in that um 
and in with the 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 sort of situation that becomes committed and I know that's really dodgy and I frame that poorly but I just don't want to give too much away for super dark times I think it's one of those things that's really cool if you can just sort of go in and um and know and not have sort of like any sense of what's going on and and just sort of let let the whole thing slap you in the face it's it's totally worth your time uh, next one is Final Destination, which crazily became or went on to become a huge series, a, a multiple number of movies. But Final Destination One is currently playing on um, uh, Netflix, and it's awesome. Uh, the opening scene that kicks off the whole thing that sort of had like a wannabe Brat Pack in it, a bunch of actors who never really panned out, is incredible. And then just where it goes from there is really cool. And it sort of kicked off a genre that was neat and interesting. Actually, the best of the Final Destination films, I think it was like maybe the fifth. Um, it was called like The Final Destination or or Final Destinations or something like that. But that one's not actually on Netflix. So watch the first one. It's really good. It's really entertaining. Um, if you have sort of like teenage kids and want to watch that together as a group, uh, don't shoot me for, for recommending this, but it's kind of good in that way. Uh, and, and I think they'd like it and be entertained, especially if you were doing a, uh, a small under 10 person, um, social distancing, uh, gathering in that way. Uh, the next one, uh, I want to recommend is The Gift. Uh, so The Gift horror movie directed by uh, Joel Edgerton, who's also starred in, you know, some myriad more famous movies, Zero Dark Thirty of uh, of recent years. Uh, it's probably now 2015, I bet. I bet it's five years old. But it's about a... There's a married couple uh, who has a husband... Um, the husband has a friend who who brings him a gift, and uh, bad things happen. And um, it's Jason Bateman, it's Joel Egerton, it's Rebecca Hall. Uh, you should watch it. The gift is very good, it's very entertaining, and you'll like it very much. Uh, the next one on the list is The Monster, which is different than Monsters, which I brought up earlier. The Monster, uh, pretty simple premise. A mother and daughter go on a drive. Their car breaks down. Bad things ensue, and we'll go from there. So uh, the next one you should be watching is Wicker Man. Wicker Man, much older film. This is the original, not not the remake. Um, watch Wicker Man. It is a a cop who goes to investigate what he thinks is sort of like a cult. And um, the ending is a classic ending. Again, many of you have probably seen Wicker Man. If you had not. Uh, the ending is that stick through the whole movie. Don't quit on it because uh, the ending will will blow you away and have your head in an entirely different place. Um, the next one uh, on the horror list is The Ring. Again, many of you know that is currently streaming on Netflix. The Ring kicked off the Japanese um, American remake horror sort of um, boom that occurred there and what was that, the early 2000s into the mid-2000s? The Ring's the best one of them, um, particularly the beginning and the premise. I, I, I bet you've heard it. If you watch a video, you get a phone call and you die within a number of days. The video itself is awesome. Uh, the movie breaks down a little bit later in the film. 
there are some great set pieces. There are some great deaths. Uh, and it, it just begs like that sort of classic question that's fun to ask. Like, you know, if you and your friends were hanging out and you heard about this rumor, you know, a la Candyman saying it in the mirror, would you watch the video? Uh, would you watch the video? Or would you believe the urban myth? So it's pretty cool that it gets into that. Speaking of sort of genre films, uh, Paranormal Activity is my next one on the list. Uh, Paranormal Activity found footage, which of course the Blair Witch kicked off and was chased down. Uh, found footage then became a trend throughout the late 90s into the 2000s. We'll get to my favorite uh, found footage film later uh, in the pod. But for me, um, Paranormal Activity in a lot of ways does it almost better than than um, Blair Witch. Uh, the ending is a huge payoff. It's awesome. Um, I was a grown-ass man when I saw it in the movie theater and I screamed. So that's got to be worth something, right? Um, the next one is Creep. Creep sticking with sort of like that found footage type of story. Um, Mark Duplass of the Duplass Brothers, if 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 you know them, uh, they've they've made various indie, talky, mumblecore films, but they broke into this sort of uh, genre of horror. And again, you're like, wait, what's going on here? I don't understand this. I don't understand that. And um, it's uh, it's a killer watch. Uh, Creep is worth your time. Please watch Creep. Uh, the next in the horror genre is one that I'm a little little wary recommended to people it's called green inferno uh green inferno there's a plane crash with some sort of like peace corps type workers a bunch of bernie bros and sisters and uh they crash and uh they run into a tribe and the tribe uh turns out to like a specific type of meal and um damn if it doesn't get gruesome and uh, rough but uh if you want to turn your stomach if you want to have a, a a good time and really sort of like test your limits as you're enjoying that bottle of uh of pinot definitely do it and my last in the horror genre is a uh, film a little more recent I think it came out last year maybe even 2018 it's called headcount and uh, it's really cool. It may have only been sort of like an Apple release. I think it was only in the theater for about a year. But uh, really cool. It's It's got that sort of... Um which we've seen sort of like that tenor of 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 like uh, of like what's going on here is our um our is it aliens is it demonic possessions and it asks a whole bunch of questions for you and it's really really fun and really worth your time and uh, headcount sort of like uh, kicks off or sort of I should say wraps up what I think the best horror films are um, on Netflix right now um, brief brief interlude. Uh, I want to say that there are so many things on Netflix that I don't even want to talk about with people because A, it's insulting, and B, you've all seen them, and C, if you haven't, well, then I'm going to throw rocks at you because you should have been seeing them. But these are the things that I'm not even going to talk about. Goodfellas, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Jerry Maguire, Shawshank Redemption, Raging Bull, Groundhog Day, Raiders of the Lost Ark. These things are all on Netflix right now, and if you haven't seen them, please see them. Do not watch, do not watch season four of Ozark or whatever it is you're doing or Narcos, okay? Just watch those movies instead of watching whatever shit dating show is on Netflix. What's it called? Blind date, unseen date, whatever. 
just watch those if you haven't. So, uh, so we're not even going to touch films like that. We're going to get into other stuff. So, all right, let's do this one. Let's go to the uh, let's go to the entertaining as fuck movies that you may have missed. The EAF movies that somehow in your life you didn't see, um, and they are just so good. And uh, you should see at some point in your life. The first one, I'll, I'll just kick it off with this. Um, Terminator 3. We've all seen the first two Terminator films. And um, they're, they're obviously so good. Terminator 2 is just sort of a legend in the action world. But Terminator 3 was obviously a letdown of, from Terminator 2. But, you know, anything was going to be in that situation. But Terminator 3 really gets it done. There's some awesome action set pieces. Um uh, Nick Stahl, I think, plays the grown John Connor, and he's not even that bad. Claire Danes plays a member of the Resistance, and she's not even that bad. And um, it's got this unique mix of sort of like comedy, but yet taking the whole apocalypse seriously. It winks at some of the past films while also um, bringing along the story in some great ways and, and just setting up sort of... Um, Sort of like, hey, what happened? Can you change the future? All of that. Again, I'm making it sound overly complicated. There's just some cool Gatling guns and grenade launches in it. and It's totally worth your time watching. Uh, the next one is The Bling Ring. Uh, the Bling Ring, I believe, is a true story. It's about a group of um, rich socialites that robbed houses in like Beverly Hills or something like that. And um, it's awesome. It's so entertaining. Not to mention, uh, the Bling Ring has a, a drop at the start of the film that is just so killer. Uh, it is it is uh, Crowd on the Ground, one of my favorite indie songs. And it just sets the, t- sets the tone for the movie. It's really good. You should really watch The Bling Ring. Uh, the next one there is a film called Limitless. And this is our guy Bradley Coops. Scoops, holler your boy. Before he was Jackson Maine. Um, and I think a little bit after uh, The Hangover. And it's good. I think they've made a TV show about it, and um, you may have missed it. And I think it was one of those things we all wanted to make fun of. And all of a sudden, we watched, and we're like, wait, is Limitless good? And then you're like, oh, yeah, it might be pretty good. So uh, it's really good. It's really good. Next two, I'll sort of bottle together. <clears throat> there are a pair of um, police movies, uh, Brooklyn's Finest and Edge of End of Watch. They might even both be directed by Antoine Fuqua, uh, Fuqua um, but I'm not sure. He did Training Day. Um, I think they are, but I'm not sure. Uh, Brooklyn's Finest has like a, a an aging Richard Gere, and to watch has a has Jake Gyllenhaal, sort of at a weird spot in his career. But they're both really entertaining. Uh, you know, it's that classic sort of corrupt cop film mixed in with the brotherhood of of police officers they're both totally worth uh, totally worth your time um speaking of police officers the next one to watch is a film called cop car uh, that was directed by john watts um who's gone on to have himself a nice little directing career uh but it stars kevin bacon in an unbelievable role and it's about uh two younger kids who take his car for a joy ride and um and bad things happen and and you wish they didn't so um the next one is it's sort of a horror but i didn't want to put it in the horror film section it's called it comes at night 
Uh, again, in these, these COVID-19 times, it's totally worth your watch. There's something going on. We don't know what it is, a pandemic, an invasion. And um, yeah, watch It Comes at Night. It's, uh, it's really, really entertaining, and there's some really cool set pieces. It's, it's uh, moody. It's dark. Uh, there are some great scenes in it, and you should um, absolutely spend your time watching with that. The next of the entertaining if, as fuck movies that you may have missed is Mississippi Grind. Mississippi Grind is sort of an overlooked genre. It's the gambling movie. And um, it's really good. It's got Ryan Reynolds. And um, I hate Ryan Reynolds, for the record. I think he's a turd. I think he's never been anything good. I think his voice is stupid. And um, I hate when people sort of tie him in with Ryan Gosling because that's just dumb. But it's good. It's a uh, it's it's an enjoyable film about that sort of like gambling, card, dice world that seems so foreign to some of us, but yet so close because we've all been in an in a casino or something like that. Um, speaking of casinos, the other movie I want to recommend here that's on Netflix is Twenty One. Um, and the reason why I'm recommending this is because um, it's bad. And I know that sounds weird, but I think many of us watched Bringing Down the House. I'm, not, I'm sorry, not watched, read Bringing Down the House. And Bringing Down the House is the book that inspired the film 21. And um, in case you forget the story, it's about the MIT kids who figured out a way to break blackjack. And um, the book is way better. It's way more entertaining. Um, there are conflicting stories about any of the realism, if it even happened, if there was a team. But it's a cool watch. It's unique. There's a few Boston set pieces. We all love the Boston set pieces. Uh, so 21 is definitely worth your time. Uh, next one is, I think it might be the only sports one I have on here. And um, I was surprised it was even on Netflix. Uh, but it's good. It's called The Natural. And since we don't have baseball... Um, watching Robert Redford rake baseballs and fire fastballs by people early in the movie is great. Um, it's flawed. There's a bunch of weird things going on. There's a strange subplot with sort of the his relationships with a couple of the women in the movie, Glenn, played by Glenn Close. But it's really good. It's really entertaining. Um, you know, his bat's got a name. The score is incredible. It's just an iconic score. You've all heard it. But if you happen to have not seen The Natural, which I'm sure you all have, watch it. If you have a 12-year-old boy who's into sports, have him watch The Natural. He might not like it and be like, what the fuck is this old shit? Um, but at the same time, he may. So that that's something that's definitely worth your time. Um, the next couple, like sort of uh, uh, the police movies before that, that I would recommend and roll together, are two films by um, two films by Quentin Tarantino that are both currently streaming right now, and they are called Inglorious Bastards and Kill Bill. I know there are many Quentin Tarantino stands who would probably listen to this podcast. I know we're boys and girls and people together uh, on the QT world. But if you haven't seen Inglorious Bastards, if you haven't seen Kill Bill, could you just stop what you're doing? Like I said before, could you not watch Love is Blind? And just please watch Brad Pitt be Aldo Rain in Inglorious Bastards. Please watch the opening scene. Which will make you so tense. So, And then my last one for the entertaining as fuck movies you may have missed um, is a movie called Olympus Has Fallen. And I'm not just saying I like this because it's got my namesake Gerard Butler in it. 
it has some incredible action set pieces and you know uh shout out to my brother he and i used to talk a lot about how there was this weird time through the early 2000s where we moved away from a lot of those gun action movies you know we missed out on lethal weapon and die hard like those movies went away there's a lot more like fist fighting kung fu things like that olympus has fallen helped sort of like usher in that just preposterous gun action movie the the attack on the white house is so nonsensical um yet weirdly choreographed like if you watch it it even like makes a little sense sort of like geographically there's this great scene when a couple of um garbage truck recycling trucks show up it's absolutely awesome but there are some great scenes in that it tails off later in the film um but it's really entertaining to start just to even see like corny things like how the white house is defended but i'm a huge fan of olympus has fallen and um so is my four-year-old son uh and yes it's rated r so uh yeah great parenting there um speaking of movies specific to me let's do the girardi specials you can't be mad at me for recommending okay so you can't be mad at me for these these are great movies I'm a movie guy. I like movies. I'll make fun of the dumb TV show you're watching. You can make fun of the terrible movie I'm watching. But these are specific films that I like, that I think you should give a shot, that I think you'll go over onto the internet. You'll go to the IMDb uh, sort of like trivia section and be like, wait, what happened there? Like, what's going on? All these things. I think they're worth your time. I think an edible would be helpful with so many of them. I definitely think a bottle of wine would be, or an old-fashioned, maybe a rye old-fashioned, all that together. But let's do these. The first is Tinker Taylor, Soldier Spy, uh, straight-up spy uh, film, Gary Oldman, uh, if that's what you like, Cold War, um, you know, lot going on, code names, you got to rewind things, you're not sure which character is which, but totally worth your time. Uh, the next one in that is a uh, film called Spring Breakers, which at the time it sort of, it, at the time it was sort of out, um, was popular because it stars a lot of younger actresses. I think Vanessa Hudgens, Selena Gomez might be in it. And um, they were doing things that they probably shouldn't have been doing given sort of like their, uh, given their sort of like teen pop status. And uh, it's really cool. It's really cool. There's, um, there's bank robberies. There's a, uh, there's a, a crazy, is uh, a crazy character. I don't even want to tell you who the actor is, um, because your thoughts may sort of like change based upon who the actor is. Um, but there's a great performance by him, and uh, it's really cool. It's really cool. Some some great sort of set pieces, some great drops, some great visuals. Totally worth your time to see that. Um, the next one in this is a uh, film called Blue Ruin, which um, when I looked it back up the other day, I, I was shocked to see that it was uh, seven years old. But if we can recall, um, I think Blue Ruin is the story of uh, the, the, the DC sniper there, um, who we all thought was driving around in a white van at the time. And uh, he was not, and it's his relationship. I think this is Blue Ruin, if or is that Blue Caprice? Oh, do I have it wrong here? So, um, anyways, regardless of that, you should watch Blue Ruin. Um, I don't want to get into it too specifically 
or um, or or sort of give away too much. But it is a uh, it is a crime drama. There's um, sort of like a number of different things going on in it, and um, uh, no, it's actually not. I don't. I think that was Blue Caprice that was the one about the sniper. So Blue ruined something a little bit different. But yeah, um, spend some time with that for sure. Um, the next one is uh, it's a foreign language film. It was sort of dipped into the 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 horror genre. It's a movie called Pan's Labyrinth. Um, it was really well received by critics, and um, it's weird. It uh, has subtitles, um, which isn't for everyone, I know. And um, I, I looked up again that film today and, and couldn't believe that it was nearly 15 years old. It's Guillermo del Toro. It's a bit of a period piece. It's set during um, World War II, I think, but it's in Spain. So it's not going to be for everyone, but it's really cool. There are some awesome sort of like monsters and characters. There's a young girl. It's seen through the eyes of young girl of the young girl. It won uh, it won multiple um, Academy Awards. And uh, if you miss by any chance uh, Pan's Labyrinth, please spend some time seeing uh, Pan's Labyrinth. The next film in the Gerard specials, Girardi specials, you can't be mad at me for recommending, is Ex Machina. Um, and this uh, was sort of like Alicia Vikander's breakout film. Uh, but more importantly, it has Oscar Isaac dancing. And the Oscar Isaac dancing scene alone is worth um, worth the price of admission and worth your two hours spending with Ex Machina. Next film in this genre is The Place Beyond the Pines. The Place Beyond the Pines has my boy, uh, Ryan Gosling. It also has uh, Bradley Cooper being a huge um, Bradley Cooper douchebag. Um, not as huge as his son is in this movie, um, who I don't think ever really ended up being much of sort of like an actor in other worlds. Um, but a lot goes on in this. There's a sort of huge twist that occurs in the middle of it, and then the movie sort of shifts tones. Um, I do think it takes place in maybe like Long Island too. So if you're a New Yorker, there's some specific set pieces in there that would be really cool. But uh, The Place Beyond the Pines is, is, uh, is, is a great film and something that you should, again, definitely spend some time with uh, while you're cruising over there on Netflix. Um, the next one is uh, The Master. The Master is not for everyone. The Master has Paul Thomas Anderson doing Paul Thomas Anderson things. It's got um, Philip Seymour Hoffman uh, squaring off <laughs> against our boy uh, Joaquin Phoenix of the Joker fame. And there are a couple of crazy scenes in it. It is, um, there's a lot of nonsense going on in The Master, but please watch it. It is, uh, I think it's one of those films that will just be, you know, 20 years from now, it'll show up on like a top 20 list of all time. And it'll be like, what the fuck? The master? So that's why it's worth seeing just for that alone. Um, let's stick with the Joaquin Phoenix, another one that's currently streaming right now on on uh, iTunes is Her. Um, I think you all know what the story of Her is. It's uh, Joaquin Phoenix ends up having a relationship with sort of his um, Siri, I guess it is, or his Amazon Amazon Dot, whatever that thing is called, um, and it's great. 
and it's great and it's such a modern tale that sort of was a precursor for a lot of things that we're going to do and and that we experience in society and um her was really really good and and uh again it's weird it's different you have to sort of shift your mindset but it's well worth it um, the next one is a film, Matt Damon, uh, Jude Law, Philip Seymour Hoffman, again, little film called um, The Talented Mr. Ripley. Uh, the Talented Mr. Ripley is not for everyone, uh, for sure. There is, um, there's a lot going on in The Talented Mr. Ripley, and um, it goes in different directions, uh, but see it. And if you haven't seen it, and if you've heard about it, and if you've sort of like um, been wanting to see it because of all you've heard, now's the time to do it, because we have. Thanks a lot, that Rona. Uh, we have plenty of time to do that, so I would definitely do it. Um, the next one on this list that is is weird is uh, The Signal. The Signal is a film that's about five or six years old now, and um, it uh, has a little bit of some, some <coughs> horror tinges to it, but it is sort of... Uh, I don't want to tell you too much about this. It has a computer genius and um, he finds himself where he he's sort of like uh, something happens where he like wakes up. He thinks it's a nightmare. He thinks he's in this computer and, and you're not sure what's going on. Um, but the payoff is really cool. It's really awesome. I'm a huge fan of the signal. And when, when it, when it pops up on TV, I tend to watch it um, very frequently. And the last one on the list of Girardi specials you can't be mad at me for recommending is a film called Startup. Startup, uh, first of all, make sure you watch it with the subtitles on. It is one of those classic um, British films where you can't understand anything that people are saying. Uh, I bet it's almost 10 years old now, maybe 7 or 8 years old. Um, but it's got Ben Mendelsohn and... Um, a guy named Jack O'Connell, who I thought would be a bigger star, but he ended up sort of not. Um, but anyways, uh, it's a prison movie. And um, prison movies are intense. And prison movies are something that I think we're drawn to in general. And um, it is definitely something I would recommend. It might not pop right up there on Netflix, but search it. It's there. Startup it is. And it's a, uh, it's a great film. Um, Sticking with those, since we're sort of hanging in the genre of, of some weird movies, the next couple I'm going to give you are crazy trips that will haunt your dreams. And um, these aren't going to be for everybody. They're movies that are polarizing. They're movies that are people who do not watch a lot of movies are like, what the fuck is this? What am I watching? What is going on? Um, so, but if, if you want that, if you're in the mood for that, if you've heard about these movies, or again, if it's late, it's eight o'clock and you're, you're, you know, you're done binge watching succession and, and you want to try something else. These are, these are what you're looking for. And the first I want to give is, um, Babel. Uh, Babel was, uh, you know, pretty popular when it came out in what it came out in two thousand seven, two thousand six, I think somewhere in there. Um, it's got huge name stars. It's got Brad Pitt, Cate uh, Blanchett, and it's one of those stories where the tales are all interwoven. Basically, it was a way better version of Crash. Uh, but Babel is totally worth your time if you haven't seen that. But it's not an easy watch. There's there's something. Uh, there's a couple of crazy things that go on at once, um, and uh, it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch, but it's 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 worth your time as well. It actually sort of like ties up a little bit too neatly for me, uh, if that makes sense. But but I I like it very much. Um, 
the next one is a, <laughs> a film called, oh my God, you guys are going to be mad at me for this, is a film called Under the Skin, which stars, um, which stars uh, 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 Black Widow, what's her name? Scarlett Johansson. It stars Scarlett Johansson. She spends an enormous amount of the movie um, out of her clothes. And um, just watch it. So she is a solo woman seducing men. Weird things happen. The director's Jonathan Glazier. He's a weird dude. The score is incredible. The set pieces are awesome. The blackness is awesome. You'll finish it, and you'll be pissed at me. You'll be like, what the fuck did I just watch? But I guarantee you'll uh, at least go down the rabbit hole and, and try to figure out um, what's going on there. Uh, the next one, City of God. This is one you might be a little less mad at me for watching. Um, it is a... I think it's Brazilian. Um, it does have subtitles, which I know isn't for everyone, but I wish people would move away from that. There are no major stars in this whatsoever. It's almost 20 years old now. It comes uh, uh, 2002, but it's uh, drug lords, drug kingpins. It was sort of at the time seen as like the foreign... Um, uh, the foreign uh, pulp fiction, if you would, you know, gangster stuff, interwoven stories. But Sea City of God, I think that's one of this list that people would find maybe the most accessible. Uh, the next one is a movie called um, A Ghost Story. And uh, A Ghost Story sounds like a horror. It is not a horror movie at all. It is um, something entirely different. It has a um, literal sheet. Uh, where a person is in a sheet. That person is Casey Affleck, and he is in a sheet that you would see someone wear on Halloween in a terrible costume. It has weird-ass Rooney Mara in it, and um, it is awesome. It is this weird sort of like fantasy romance, um, and I watched it, and it stuck with me for a long time, and I encourage people to stick with it. It's not long. I think it's, if I remember correctly, like 90, 95 minutes, something like that. Um, and it's really great. And all of a sudden you watch the end of it and you're like, whew, that was, that was awesome. That was awesome. It was a really good story. Um, the next one sticking with really weird things, um, is, uh, the lobster, I believe, um, the lobster, uh, might even just be called lobster, but I, I think it's the lobster. Lobster is about five years old now. It stars, uh, it stars Colin Farrell and is directed by sort of like this this Greek director, Yorgos Lanthimos, who directed a bunch of really, really weird movies sort of like together. Um, and, and he was sort of like this trendy hot director who's died down a little bit. And um, it's wild. It's wild. It's in a near future where people um, die if they don't find a romantic partner. And um, <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, watch The Lobster. I liked it. Uh, my wife despises The Lobster. She frequently cites it as sort of like a movie that she thinks I'm a douchebag about because she hates it so much and I like it. And um, it's hysterical and really funny. And um, <laughs> I watch The Lobster. Uh, the next one on this list is a film called Good Time. Um, I'm sure many of you have been spending some time watching um, Uncut Gems um, as it is it is making the rounds on like uh, Comcast On Demand. Adam Sandler, we all know Adam Sandler. But um, Good Time is the um, first film, or, or actually is it the second? Uh, it could be the second, by the Safdie brothers who made, um, who made Uncut Gems. I actually think 
the first time I saw Good Time, I didn't, I wasn't fully impacted by it. And then I watched it again. I really, really like it. Uh, bank robbery goes bad. Um, it's very tense. It's very tense. Uh, watch Good Time. Good Time is awesome. If you didn't like Uncut Gems, you will f- or liked it but had some problems with it, you'll like Good Time more. It's almost like the better version of Uncut Gems. And if you really liked Uncut Gems, you will really, really like um, Good Time. The last movie on this list that uh, I almost just didn't recommend is um, a film called Blue Valentine. Uh, we know I'm Ryan, uh, Ryan Gosling's stan here, uh, but Blue, Blue Valentine turns 10 this year. Um, it is a brutal, brutal, brutal watch. It is um, Ryan Gosling, Michelle Williams, and um, their love story. And um, there are these incredible, intimate, tender moments where you're like, this is the best love story I've ever watched. And then there are these awful, awful sort of... Violent is too strong of a word, but then it's not. Um, it's the appropriate word, but... Blue Valentine is a movie that has stuck with me for my entire life. And it's hard to recommend it to people because of the intensity of it and how all in the actors go and how seriously the entire picture is sort of taken. And there's just, there's nothing done for laughs. Um, it's, it's, it's wild. And I think any of us who are in a relationship, have been in a relationship, want to be in a relationship, will understand parts of it, if not all of it. Um, but it's hard to say I love Blue Valentine. What I will say is Blue Valentine has stuck with me now for 10 years. And um, I watch it sometimes to almost like hate watch it, which um, I know sounds crazy, but is is something that is also true. So... All right, let's step this up a little bit based on that uh, downer. And let's go to the relationship bangers. Like, uh, these are on Netflix right now. Just really great, like, relationship stories, love stories. Um, I think we all like these. I think we like rom-coms. Rom-coms are dying in different ways. And uh, and that makes everyone sad. Um, so, but these are not necessarily straight rom-coms. Um, it's weird. There's not a ton of those on Netflix right now. But just, just a bunch of good stories that I think that people would love like and that would find um funny uplifting sort of all of those things together the first one my girl i think you all know it uh, macaulay culkin young movie kids uh <laughs> sad things happen uh if you want to like I, I sometimes think about like if you ever had to like fake cry if you had to be an actor and make yourself cry you could just think about the ending of my girl and, and that would work um the next one here is a recent Academy Award winner that weirdly a lot of people didn't see. Uh, it's called Moonlight. Uh, just won Best Picture, what, two years ago, three years ago? Um, Moonlight's amazing. If you haven't seen Moonlight, spend some time with Moonlight. Everything from the way it's filmed to the story uh, to the struggles of the main character to the relationships he finds and, and bonds with people. Um, I cannot say enough good things about Moonlight. Um, sort of moving in the different direction of that, which is more straight rom-com, is uh, He's Just Not That Into You. And um, He's Just Not That Into You actually kind of wasn't that good. Um, but the book was weirdly huge for like this 
two-year period in the early 2000s. It's all anyone talked about. Like, it was sort of like pre-dating apps. You'd be out, you'd be socializing with people, and you'd be like, oh, he's just not that into you. Have you read it? And like, blah, blah, blah. And people thought so many of the things in there were, were so on point. And I think that they still are. And we've lost sight of those things. And, and the title is pretty self-explanatory of, of the whole point of it. If if guy A does behavior B, then he's just not that into you. Um, so try it. It's, uh, it's worth your time. It's uh, absolutely worth your time. The next one along uh, those lines, actually just read the book instead. The next one along those lines is another one. It's uh, called One Day. Uh, Anne Hathaway, shout out to my older sister. She and I uh, spent a summer having our own book club on the beach about one day. And um, the book's incredible. And oh, you were so excited for the movie. And um, it's good. It's good. It's fine. Uh, it's fine. And I think what it will at least do, it will. I, I like reading a book and then watching the film. And I think it'll inspire you to do that. And it'll give you sort of the opportunity to be able to maybe read something and then be and then watch something and have the discussion about that. So maybe it's almost a segue into a, a, a book club. The next one on this list is a um, film called um, Young Adult. And uh, Young Adult is Charlize Theron. The Theron. We all love uh, Charlize. She... Um, comes home after a divorce she's sort of like a famous writer and uh she comes home sort of like looking to like rekindle a relationship and she's sort of thinking she's the same awesome person she once was and uh she's not and she gets a little bit of comeuppance while at the same time realizing uh, you know it's one of the, realizing her own flaws it's one of those classic sort of like um uh you know uh whatever you call coming of age slash journey into self stories. It's done by Jason Reitman, uh, who did one of my all time faves up in the air, who I can't talk about today because it's not on Netflix, but, uh, yeah, watch, uh, watch young adult, watch young adult. And for those of us who, um, maybe were pissed at, uh, at the most popular person in school back in the day, back in 89, you'll, um, you'll find parts of, of young adult, um, very enjoyable. Uh, the next one is Spectacular Now. Um, another, like a couple on this list, there was a book that turned into a movie. Um, I think it was a book. Um, but Spectacular Now, uh, Miles Teller before he came, uh, Miles Teller. And um, and uh, who's the uh, who's, who's, who's the girl? Anyways, um, with, with Spectacular Now, it's young high school kids um, and just sort of the connection they make and um, and it's a, it's a really good story. I, I tend to enjoy some of those types of stories um, about high school love, teenage love. They're not for everybody. Um, there's a huge part of this that I still have a problem with it's related to just like the drinking and something that goes on in it. Um, but there are parts of it that are really, really good too. And um, I, 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 I really like it. I, I have some problems with it, but I really like it too. Um, oh, Shailene Woodley. She was, uh, you know, uh, you know, she's taken off a little bit here, here. Maybe not to the level of of what some people thought, like a Brie Larson did, but um, yeah. And Miles Teller and Shailene Woodley have have good chemistry in that. Um, the next film is going back twenty years, and uh, it's a little bit of a drama. Not so much a a 
a relationship movie, but it's about the relationship of friends and um, not just couples, but it's a film called um, Center Stage, and it is a dance movie. And it's a bunch of teenagers who go to a ballet academy in New York and um, just sort of the trials and tribulations of that. And Center Stage is awesome. It's really good, especially if you know, you're watching at home with a son or a daughter who's aspiring to be a musician. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, not a musician, a dancer. It's, um, it's really cool, and it's a really fun watch. And I, and I think that, that even now, 20 years later, it still weathers time really effectively. Then the last one on this list that, that I love, um, Blue is the Warmest Color. Uh, Blue is the Warmest Color is, is a lot. It's um, lengthy. Um, it is also, it is also a, uh, a subtitled film, which it gets me mad when people automatically shut out those movies. That drives me nuts. It at the time it came out in, God, I bet it was out in 2013. At the time it came out, it was one of the most well-reviewed films of the year, won multiple awards in multiple places. Um, but it's Adele and Emma. Um, the two of them meet, they fall in love, the struggles they go through, uh, and how they sort of go from their young lives to their teenage lives into adulthood. And there's loss, there's love. Do you ever really sort of, you know, do you ever sort of get over people? Do you ever sort of, you know, lose the love or affinity you had for someone um, it's really great. It's three hours. It's a lot. It's NC-17. Um, you know, definitely don't watch this with your kids. There are some intense sexual scenes. Um, but I love Blue is the Warmest Color so much. I, I think about it and, and just the chemistry the characters had and, and the relationship they had and the struggles they had. The struggles they had, to me, were just were just so real, which is, is part of what I love um, about it so much. Um, okay. Let's get to uh, my top 10. These are the 10, uh, one zero, well, it's 11. I told you I cheated. These are the 11 movies that are currently playing on Netflix right now. So you don't have to pay $19.99 for them. You don't have to pay $7.99. You don't have to pay $2.99. They are the 19 fil- uh, They are the 11 films that are on um, Netflix right now that you should watch. You should watch. You should just watch. And I'm going to put them in an order. I, I went over this. Um, stop watching the TV shows. Uh, stop binge watching something. Don't rewatch The Office anymore. Just watch these movies. And when you do, let your phone charge in the other room. Pour yourself a nice drink. Sit with a friend. Sit with a family member. Sit with your husband. Sit with your wife. Sit with your partner. You know, and just enjoy it. And let it wash over you. And laugh and cry and see some awesome action scenes. Hear some great dialogue, you know, quote parts of it with your friends afterwards. Talk about it on the internet. Go to Twitter. Text me. Email me. All of it. Um, And these are 10 movies that you could disagree with me. 11 movies you can disagree with me. But I'll be a little aggravated if if you don't love them. Because there are some... There are some great things here. There, there are plenty that are flawed too. Uh, so I shouldn't say that, you know, straight up. So um, especially uh, number nine, we'll get to number nine in a second. So all right, let me give you the honorable mention. The honorable mention is uh, Train to Busan. Uh, Train to Busan, zombie movie, subtitles. Um, it's so awesome. Um, it is so awesome. And 
for those of you who might not like a straight horror, there is a element, there's a family element of this. Um, and, you know, especially the time we're living in here and what we're doing for our families and what we're thinking about and what we're wrestling with, there's an element of this that is just so incredible uh, with the dad. And um, Train to Busan is awesome. Not to mention it's funny. There's some great gore. There's some great um, cut scenes. It's, it's really, really, really well done. So um, please watch Train to Busan and don't get aggravated that it's in subtitles. And please don't let it dub. If you let it dub, I'll be so mad. Um, the next one on the list is a uh, classic that many of you have probably seen. But I realize it's now 21 years old. And um, those 21 years have sort of changed our thoughts. Yo, sorry, little editing sitch there. Um, I had done my honorable mention, Train to Busan. Now I'm going on to my number 10. Uh, came out in 1999, like I said. Um feel like everybody here on here has probably seen it or at least is aware of it but the movie's magnolia and um i was surprised it was streaming on netflix and i love this movie uh similar to what i had spoken about blue valentine magnolia just sticks with you um, so intensely when you watch it. It's, uh, again, Paul Thomas Anderson doing Paul Thomas Anderson things. Um, a lot of people are familiar with the ending, with the frogs, but when you watch this again and some of the characters and the acting is incredible. And I think the thing for me that makes this such a film that everyone should watch is Tom Cruise. Um, we were so used to Tom Cruise doing Tom Cruise things, chasing after people, fighting, uh, you know, aliens or the Russians or whatever it is. Maybe I have my timeline mixed up. Maybe he was fighting aliens after. But um, he plays an incredible douchebag in this. And uh, there's a scene that he has with a member of his family that is bananas awesome and is just worth watching just for that. Um, even if it doesn't line up to a specific sort of like, you know, even if the relationship is, is not exactly as it lined up in your family, I think so many of us took that scene as some part of our own lives. We were like, wow, like that's, that's how I felt with someone in my life. And, um, and it's incredible. And then the interview that he has, um, it's, it's, <laughs> it's all really good. Please watch Magnolia. It's incredible. Um, so that's my number 10. Um, my number 9 is the most embarrassing movie uh, on this list, maybe in the entire list that I gave you. Um, it's a film called We Are Your Friends. Um, we Are Your Friends was a massive, massive bomb. Um, to the point where, you know, in the deep, dark reaches of the movie internet, that it is sort of like acknowledge what a bomb it was. It's funny, there's actually think pieces as to why it was such a bomb, because um, it had Zac Efron at the height of his powers, and um, also starred Emily Ratchikowski, not the reason why I like it, everybody calm down, um, but also had Emily Ratchikowski in what was supposed to be sort of like an emerging role for her. And then additionally, it uh, it's sort of a musical, and it's a musical about techno. And this all sounds awful. And you can say it sounds awful. 
We Are Your Friends is weirdly so good. Um, I don't know why I like it. It doesn't make any sense why I like it. It's uh, Metacritic score is not good. It was widely panned. It made no money. And um, I love it. And I think there's a chance people could. Uh, I believe some of the friendships. I believed the relationship. I think the end is weirdly uplifting and awesome. And um, uplifting in a way that is sort of... I don't want to say standard bearer, but is uplifting in a way for any of us who've strived to do something that we want to do very badly. And then to have that success and know you did it. And um, it's pretty cool. And I love it. And there's a great song drop at the end. Uh, and, you know, you'll probably put that on immediately. Grab it from um, grab it from your, uh, from your Apple Music and put it on your next run list. But um, I love We Are Your Friends. Maybe I'm a Zac Efron stan. I don't know. But it's, uh, it's really good. And there it is sitting out there for free um, on Netflix. My number eight on my top ten list of the movies you have to be watching is a little Will Smith movie called Hitch. Um, I love Hitch. I love Hitch so much. Um, my wife still to this day tells me that she is pretty sure that I used some of the the um, techniques in Hitch to uh, woo her, as it were. Um, you know, and uh, and look at how successful that was. So so Hitch was good for something. Um, I don't know why I like Hitch so much. I think it's problematic now when you watch it again. And there's some problematic scenes in it. I think it plays on a lot of those cliches of, you know, the fat, drippy guy with the very attractive woman, all of that together. Um, but I like Hitch. And if you want, if you haven't seen Hitch and if you want to dumb it down and if you just never got to it, and like I said, if you want to pour a big old glass of that red or uh, ice up some white, uh, Hitch is your movie to do that. So um, I said a, few, a little bit ago how much I enjoy horror movies. And um, one of the best horror movies of the 21st century is my number seven. It's a film called Cloverfield. And I referenced the, the, the found footage film um, earlier when we had talked a little bit about paranormal activity. Cloverfield takes that and just turns it up to an 11. Um, Cloverfield is so good. It's 85 minutes, which I just love. There was never a Clover. Oh, well, actually there was. I shouldn't say never. But it's, it's, it's the type of movie that could have easily spawned a franchise. Multiple Cloverfield movies. The Cloverfield prequel, this and that. You know, I, I know there are some Cloverfield sequels out there that exist. They're, you know, barely recognized by people. But Cloverfield is so good. You weirdly really, really like the relationship of their friends. You weirdly understand why the main character is um, sort of uh, agrees to participate in the MacGuffin he agrees to participate in uh, to get his girlfriend back. And then there are just some awesome action set, action pieces. And um, if you currently live in New York, if you have lived in New York, if you've been to New York, it is this oddly cool New York movie, um, which is also a unique part of it, which I just think is really cool. Uh, there's a brother part that, that plays particularly well for me that's uh, also devastating for me. Um, I really like Cloverfield. Please watch Cloverfield. It is so awesome. If that somehow slipped through your grasps, I think it was a January release, which was weird too. If that somehow slipped through the grasp of your film life, um, don't let it go back to it. 
So, uh, the next movie, my number six, um, I am a sucker for uh, high school movies, and this is a movie called um, The Edge of Seventeen. Earlier, I talked about um, Haley Steinfeld. This, uh, I, I'm sorry, no, I talked about uh, the uh, the other one, who's similar to Haley Steinfeld, but is not her. Um, so I haven't talked about Haley Steinfeld yet, um, but um, The Edge of Seventeen is awesome. It is absolutely awesome. It stars Haley Steinfeld. Uh, it has an incredible, I don't want to say cameo because he's in it a ton, but it has an incredible Woody Harrelson performance, um, which, you know, is personal for me because he plays the role of a teacher. But it's awesome. And I think we're all, we're all, uh, I believe her name is Nadine, uh, I think, if I remember correctly. We're all Nadine in different ways, and uh, that's what I appreciate so much about it. And then we're also Woody Harrelson's teacher in different ways. Even if you're not a teacher, like you'll appreciate some of the things he says. And and there's this really sub cool, well, cool like subplot about like how private he keeps his life that that I just like so much. But um, The Edge of Seventeen is one of those is one of those teen comedies that uh, teen comedy slash drama. That somehow like snuck through, and that just not enough people saw. And people talk about things like, you know, Mean Girls or or The Breakfast Club. And it, I'm not putting that in the pantheon of of those movies. I bet it's actually critically more well received than those movies. But it's pretty close, and I mean that seriously. So if you like that genre, um, it is awesome. It is uh, under two hours. It is a really, really, really good movie with a star-turning performance um, from Haley Steinfeld, uh, who has obviously gone on to a nice musical career as well, um, not to mention uh, a, a Friends with uh, Jenner girls career. But um, please watch The Edge of Seventeen. You will not be disappointed. You will not be mad at me. Uh, my number five... Little movie called Rounders, starring a guy named Matt Damon uh, and another guy named Ed Norton. Um, I'm sure everyone here has seen Rounders. On the odd chance you haven't, if you haven't, if if you're maybe a a person on here who's a little bit younger, um, you have to see Rounders. Uh, like I talked about with Mississippi Grind earlier, it is a gambling slash poker movie, and it is Mississippi Grind times infinity. Um, Rounders is so awesome. It has developed this amazing sort of great secondary cult. Um, I saw it in the movie theater, and um, it was it was amazing. It was a little before that like uh, poker boom that occurred, the poker on TV thing, and it would be wild to see if if it came out now or you know had the version of Ed Norton and Matt Damon now who even knows what it would be but Rounders is so good the tension's incredible there's a couple scenes that occur in it and you're like what the fuck and uh you root so hard for these two guys and their lives and and just to figure it out and um it is it is really really good um, my number four on this list of um, Netflix movies that you must see and uh, is a movie called The Invitation. I don't know what genre to plug The Invitation into. The Invitation came out um, in, 2000, uh, in 2015, so it's five years old now. It came out around the same time of several other sort of like 
horror slash thriller movies that had sort of like a similar theme, a similar name. But I do not want to give up um, any information related to this. Um, so it is about a dinner party. And um, there's a character who is trying to sort out what is going on at this dinner party. And um, God, I want to tell you about the end, but I won't. Please watch The Invitation. And um, <laughs> I know that the, the sort of the benchmark is when we talk about when we talk about endings and, and how you feel and what you saw in a movie, I know the benchmark is The Sixth Sense and to a lesser extent, The Usual Suspects, which was, was a little more culty than The Sixth Sense. But um, please watch The Invitation. Uh, it is absolutely amazing. And um, you don't know what direction it's going in, and it's really, really fun. Watch The Invitation with someone, too. It's uh, fun to watch with someone. Uh, please watch The Invitation. It is under two hours. Uh, I'm looking it up now. It's an hour 40 minutes. It will be the best hour 40 minutes you ever spend. What I like about this too is people hate it because they obviously don't get it, which is just ridiculous. So, all right, we're into my top three. And um, this is a little bit of a cheat. So currently streaming right now on Netflix is the film Drive. Uh, some of you who know me um, know my dog's name is Driver, uh, which is the name of the central character in Drive. Drive has no, his lead character is played by my boy, Ryan Gosling, and uh, he does not have a name. He is the classic um, Western man with no name. You don't know anything about him. He says very little in the movie. Um, it's, it's, it's really, it's... It's incredible, um, and it's taken on this wild sort of like cult life um, on the internet, and um, I get that I named my dog Driver, and that's aggressive, and I've named my fantasy teams Scorpion Jackets. If you have never seen Drive, you need to see Drive. It is a heist movie. It is a criminal underworld movie. It is an L.A. movie. It is stylized, but in the best stylized way. If someone were to ask me uh, what the best musical drop is in all of movie history, um, I would answer Drive. And in fact, uh, well, actually, I should, that's a little bit of a lie. I would put Drive second because I would put something that happened in Warrior first. But, anyways, I would put there's a drop in Drive that is just so incredible. And uh, I remember seeing this uh, with my brother and, um, uh, and my wife. And, um, sitting there in the moving theater and turning to each of them about 40 minutes into it and going, oh my God, is this movie really happening? Um, it's just the type of thing that just punches you in the face, which is now disappointing because I'm recommending it to you. And, um, you know, there's going to be a level of, of disappointment that occurs. Uh, but just just try to go in with, with an open mind and in, in the characters. And Walter White shows up and Carrie Mulligan and um, there, are, there are so many great sort of like characters and, and scenes. And Oscar Isaac, it's, it's early on for him. And Christina Hendricks for Mad Men. And Ron Perlman and Albert Brooks. It's, it's insane. It's insane. Please watch Drive. And if you don't like Drive, just don't even tell me because it's so good. God, the score and the music is incredible. Uh, my number two. Uh, my number two, which is... I actually want to make my number one because 
Because it is so good, and I think that anyone who watches it will um, come out of that saying, how did I miss that? Like, how did I not see that? What what happened? How did this movie not make $400 million? Just, like, what occurred? Uh, the movie is... I'll stop the teaser. Uh, the movie is Hell or High Water. Um, it came out in 2016. Um, I also saw Hell or High Water in the movie theater. Um, it is an hour and 40 minutes. It stars uh, Jeff Bridges... Ben Foster and Chris Pine and if you want to talk about sort of three of the greatest like character actors here of the 21st century you could make an argument that they are three of the guys who are in the top 25 um Hell or High Water was nominated for Best Picture I believe if I recall correctly it is unbelievable. It is a combination heist film. It's a family film. Uh, Chris Pine and Ben Foster are brothers and what they do for each other. It's a bank robbery movie. Um, there are a couple incredible action set pieces. Um, the dialogue is is insane and crisp. And it's a procedural. It's a thriller. It's a chase movie. Hell or High Water... The fact that Hell or High Water didn't make $400 million to me, and that's super aggressive for me to say. That's preposterous. But it just should have. It's so good. Um, please watch Hell or High Water. Again, just sitting out there on Netflix, and it's something you have to watch. And you will walk out and be like, why the fuck did I not see that? What happened there? So... Um, that's Hella High Water, and it is my number two of the Netflix movies that you should definitely uh, see. Now, on to my number one. Um, it's weird. This was sort of easy for me, and because uh, once I saw it on there, I was like, what? Uh, and that movie is, I'll just get right to it, that movie is um, Green Room. Um, Green Room, I'm looking here really quickly to see how much money it made. I cannot see specifically. I could probably click and find it, but I'm not going to. Um, Green Room is a story of a punk rock band who um, takes a gig at a neo-Nazi sort of like version of like a VFW bar whatever so they're low on money so they're like hey i got this gig for you to play there little background i'm gonna mansplain this to you the neo-nazi world i don't know why i know this i probably saw it on net geo or something like that um is really into like some elements of punk rock and some punk rock bands play a lot of music that is like neo-nazi friendly and so the punk rock band goes there and plays for them there's this wild awesome scene where they're opening opening song how it relates to neo-nazis i won't even get into it it's just insane and um anyways while they're there uh bad things happen and um there is everything from attack dogs to people trapped in rooms to um, you know, how else should I say this? Gun battles, revenge. I try to think sometimes of a film where I've rooted harder for the characters or like the couple main characters, specifically in this um, Anton Yelkin, who uh, is, is no longer with us, died tragically, great up and coming actor. 
I root for him so hard in this movie. It's it's weird. Uh, you know, it's not like Anton Yelkin was Han Solo for me um, or anything like that. But I root so hard for him in this movie, and it, it 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 is incredible. It is incredible. Green Room is so good. Be ready for gore. Be ready for grisly scenes. Be ready for terrible deaths. Be ready for um, chase scenes. Be ready for awful bad guys. Be ready for double crosses. This is, again, one of those movies where I think about, like, you you, you look at, like, past horror movies or thrillers that made, like, all this money and that, 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 that people really enjoyed and talked about and... I sometimes think to myself, I was like, how did this like, how did this not happen? How am I literally not at Starbucks talking about someone? Oh my God, did you see Green Room? It is everything a thriller, horror, action should be. Um, I'm looking it up right now. Um, I believe it's 90 minutes as well, which is just insane. Uh, 95, so 95 minutes. And um, please see Green Room. Please see Green Room. Um, so there it is. So if I add my picks of the litter, that's uh, that's what I would tell you to do. I would tell you to watch Green Room. I would tell you to watch Hell or High Water. I would tell you to watch Drive. I would tell you to watch The Invitation. I would tell you to watch Rounders. I would tell you to watch The Edge of Seventeen. I would tell you to watch Cloverfield. I would tell you to rewatch probably Hitch because you've all seen it. I would tell you to watch um, uh, uh, We Are uh, We Are Your Friends, and I would tell you to watch uh, Magnolia, and then I would tell you to wrap it all up with Train to Busan. So those are my 11 movies that you must see um, that are currently streaming on Netflix right now. Please watch them. Enjoy it. Have fun. Um, text me. Some of you have my phone number. Email me at uh, gerardcoughlin117 at gmail.com. Uh, I'd love to hear your feedback or chat about it. I'm going to try to make it happen on Instagram. I'm not on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, so I'd love to be able to just, just have that conversation. But you know, I know I'm an idiot. I know I talk a lot of trash, but you know, take it, take it from me on these eleven movies, and uh, we're gonna have a lot of time here. A bunch of us are gonna be home. We're gonna be home at night. We're gonna be drinking. We're gonna be getting fat. We're gonna be getting huge. We're gonna run out of stuff to do. There's no sports, um, and like I said, drift, drift away, drift away from from rewatching Breaking Bad or, or The Wire. There's no need to revisit that. Check out these eleven movies, which are. Is, are literally probably the equivalent of of a wire season um or something like that and uh, i don't think you'll be disappointed and if you are disappointed uh fight me so um uh, but i think i'm gonna do later in the week i'll i will do the movies that are streaming on cable and um or your cable service of some sort comcast verizon and then i'm gonna look at amazon slash hulu to see what's over there and um I have an idea to try to guess, get a guest in here, see if I can link up a guest and uh, have a conversation together about um, what their favorite movies are. But uh, this was great. It was a lot of fun. I hope you take some of these movies to heart, and, uh, and we'll go from there. All right. Thanks a lot, folks. Have a good one.